Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Amen, amen. 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 Okay, this evening actual, I don't know how to thank God. I think there's, we have even testimonies we should have been what God is doing, especially with, uh, especially with the audio books that he inspired Brother Osi and Sister Ugoma to put together. I thank God that those who have received that gift of God free are really very happy and they're sharing it all over. And I pray to God that those who are here and those who will hear later, that they will know we have that on YouTube. You go there, it's free. Download it or whatever, anything, in any way you can just use it and for God Almighty to instruct you because it is his work. And from the beginning, he said he was going to write those books and give them out to people without even any charge or anything. And we've been wondering how that can be accomplished completely and effectively. And thank God he has made it possible this time. And I pray to God Almighty to use it effectively to achieve his goal only. And that when people hear his voice, they will only hear Christ. They will only glorify God. They will not even ever think a human being that he used a human being to write because God alone, the one who wrote those things. So we thank God and want just to remind everyone that it's free. You can just go out there and log in and get them for yourselves. So this evening, we're just going to deal with a question that many of us have been asking. And, and the Lord has allowed us to answer it. Just actually for the, for the convenience of, of title, we're going to call it following only Christ. The only hope of our glory. No, no, what I'm saying, following only Christ, dash, the only hope. Everything has only. I want to make sure we really emphasize that. The only hope of our glory. But actually, the question that we will deal with is what people have been asking all over. And I want everybody to pay attention. Many, many people have asked me, those in this ministry and those who are not in this ministry, how come that no prophet of no prophet prophesied this pandemic and it came like that? Nobody prophesied this pandemic. And I, the Lord said, go ahead and we're going to answer that question. How come? No one prophesies this pandemic. And yet, we say we have millions of prophets all over the world. And I know for sure that even the time of the, the, the old uh, Israel or whatever, before you could get even one prophet alone, one from God. It's not easy. It's a rare thing. But right now, in some places, in some places, everybody is a prophet. And the question is, that how come nobody prophesies this? 
And we're looking at a situation where I want everybody from this evening to get it, let it sink in. That Christ is the only one for us to follow. That's why the, the Father sent him. And he is the only hope of our glory, no matter how you look at, it, at this point. So please, let's pay attention. Can you read me, please? The, the, the scripture said, he's actually, we have to look up to Christ alone. But I don't know if we, understand, we have ever understood that, looking only up to him and no more, so that we don't have to have two masters. And trying to always, wait, okay, somebody to prophesy, and we're looking at somebody, what is going to say, we're hungry. When you have itching ears to hear prophecy, you want to hear a different voice. In other words, it's not always the same voice. You may be hearing a wrong one, which is actually not the voice of the master. Can you give me Hebrews, please? 12, 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Yes, ma'am. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's look unto Jesus alone, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's make sure this sinks in. Let us look unto Jesus Christ alone, the author and finisher of our faith. And the Bible told us in Hebrews 5, 8 to 9, it says, they learned obedience through what they suffered. And they haven't done all that. Okay, you are going there. Go, there. Go to Hebrews 5, maybe only 9, really. Let's... Yes. Hebrews 5, verse 9. Yes. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Having been perfected, he became the author of salvation, the only author of salvation. Please bear with me, get you. The only author of salvation. Let that sink in. The only author of salvation. Christ came so that we do not have to be distracted anymore in trying to wait for another. But many of us are still waiting for the coming of the Messiah. You may understand what I'm saying now. You know, like in the Jewish days tradition, many of us are still waiting for the coming of Messiah. When you are still expecting before you believe signs and wonders, you're actually expecting the coming of another Messiah. But the Messiah has already come. That's why I said a sign and wonder of a believer is Jesus Christ and nothing more than that. And anyone who is looking for signs and wonders actually has not yet believed. That's why we said is the author and finisher of our salvation. There is no other. And then going down there, we said, look up to him because he's the only hope of our glory. Give me Colossians 1.27, please. Colossians 1.27. Yes, ma'am. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery 
among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. To them, to us, God will to make all the mysteries of his kingdom, that everything is embodied on this who? In Christ, not in any other person or prophet. Let's bear with me. That's why immediately after that, you see Colossians 3, I mean 2, warning us, very serious warning. Say, beware. Give me Colossians 2, please. 8 to 12. Colossians 2, 8 to 12. Yes. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And not according to Christ. Go on, my dear. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The scripture has finished everything telling us. In him dwells all about God. Let's put it that way. I want to make sure everybody understands that. If we will get that and don't take our eyes off that. In him dwells all things about God. Yes? And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In other words, if I have him, if I have him and no other, I'm complete in God. You see why, my people listen to me, you see why the scripture says that whoever actually has the doctrine of Christ alone, following Christ and focusing on Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. But anyone who does not have that does not have it. Give me Second John, please. Only... Verse 9. 2 John 9. Yes. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Mm -hmm. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. In other words, the doctrine of Christ is all and all. It's all and all. Okay, let's start from there. We said the question is that. How come no prophet prophesies less? It's amazing how we are all used to listening to prophets <laughs> and prophets this coming and prophets that coming. And we don't know that the last sacrifice, ultimate sacrifice has been made. When you say something is ultimate, it means there is no other. My people, if I'm making a mistake, please help me. When I say that an ultimate sacrifice was that means it was also the last sacrifice. Ultimately means there is no other coming. You come after it, right? Is it true? Yes. There's no other coming after it. No wonder the Bible says that if anyone takes his eyes off this ultimate price, there remains no more sacrifice ever that you can find anywhere. Give me Hebrews, please. 10, 26. Hebrews 10, 26. Yes. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So the Bible is telling us if we take our eyes off Christ and begin to worry about the tradition of men and what men do and come in any way, in other words, the greatest of greatest have come. Listen to me. He has come. And therefore, 
as long as we remain focused on him, then that's fine. But if we take our eyes off from him, there remains no more sacrifice. Now let's get on to this. Why no prophet prophesies this? You see, prophets of who? I was asking this, the Lord said, prophets of who? I said, prophets of the churches. The prophets coming from the churches. He said, the church, the present generation church we have right now cannot produce prophets. Listen to me, everybody. Okay? Because what we have right now is a generation of church that all after earthly gain, earthly material things that is there. I'm not saying all the churches are well anything. I'm not saying that. Please listen to me carefully. But I'm saying what you have now, majority, are earthly things. People were looking for money. People were looking for how they're going to get what? Still, everybody come and see I'm great. I'm doing this. So people will flock into. That is darkness. Darkness cannot produce light. Darkness cannot produce light. That's why Jesus Christ, he would not miss any word at all. Even when people were asking him, we want to see signs. He said the signs are only for those who are what? Wicked and they're perish. They will not listen to me if I tell them what to do. Give me please. Matthew 16, 4. Matthew 16, verse 4. Mm -hmm. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, mm -hmm. and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. You don't know what, what does that mean? Please, everybody help me. Remember, we, we all, there's no other sign that will be given to them except the sign of who? The prophet Jonah. And what's, what's that sign? Jesus. Jesus. That is all. He's telling them, there's no point trying anywhere else. There's no sign that you are ever going to get. There's no prophet you are going to get, except he goes and speaks what I have called him to do. And what I've called a prophet to do is to turn the people away from their wicked ways and point them to Jesus Christ. That's what the law and the prophet were all about. Can you read Matthew, please? 12. Read that 8 to 40, 45. Matthew 12, 38 to 45. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Mm -hmm. But he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Mm -hmm. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. Yes. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of solomon and indeed a greater than solomon is here when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says i will return to my house from which i came and when he comes 
he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. What is Jesus Christ talking about here? In other words, for any one of us, any one of us, okay, if we take our eyes off him and begin to wonder about what is happening in the world, Who's going to tell us this? And who's going to tell us this one? Who's going to be the prayer team or warriors that are going to pray and the, the whole earth opens up and so on? Then obviously he's telling them, you're going to allow more wicked devils coming in and taking over. Focus on me and don't be distracted. Now let's get this thing home so that everybody can understand what Christ is just leading us to understand. The issue is this. Why is no prophet that prophesied about this pandemic? Why? Because where would the prophet come from darkness? It's not possible. Has this not been prophesied? Yes, my people, listen to me carefully, everybody. That's why I'm talking about Christ now. Has this not been prophesied? Whatever is going on with us now and many things going on, has it not been prophesied? Has Christ not told us? This is something that you should expect, and you should be careful, and you should be well, beware. Don't let anybody confuse you, because this is what turns the way it will be. Christ has also told us there is no other person for you to listen to, no other way, no other truth, no other life but me. But even in our ministry, in our ministry, we have talked so much. Those who have gone on missions, even here, the Lord has has spoken so much about what might befall, even on this earth, even in Nigeria, even here, even here in our ministry. Maybe you are too small, nobody wants to, wants to hear us. I told us that it's not going to be well as long as we leave the foundation of the truth. This country will be in trouble. God has said it everywhere, even in Kenya, He mentioned it. But what I'm saying, that's not what I'm so. God has been speaking to us. My children, go back and do what is right. Otherwise, it will be an issue. That's why, remember, we have read this scripture many, many times. And some of us love it. Where we, where we said, look, when the time comes, you will know that I have spoken. Give me Ezekiel 33, please. 30 to 33. Ezekiel. 33. 30 32, 33. 33. Ezekiel 33. 30 to 33. Yeah. Yes. Ezekiel 33, 30 to 33. Yes. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses. Mm -hmm. And they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words, but they do not do them. Mm -hmm. But with their mouth, they show much love. But their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song. 
of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. And when this comes to pass, surely it will come. Then they will know that a prophet has been among them. When this comes to pass, and I'm not going to dwell on that because that's not what it's supposed to talk about right now. I mean, the Lord has thought, spoken to us in many different ways to make sure we understand what might happen and when it will happen. Now, I want everybody to get this one. That's why Christ said, a wicked and adulterous generation, that's the one seeking sign. What sign are they seeking? It has already come unto us. And Christ said this. I don't know how you read this. Everybody, please. Everybody. See if you can follow me. How do you read Luke 16, 16? So go my read that. And let's, how do we understand that very scripture is so loaded? I want everybody to understand this thing. If you ever, if you ever even tried to worry about hearing from any prophet, or hearing from any this and this and that, the time has stopped for you to stop it. There is no prophet that will ever appear more than Christ. First of all, do what he had told you to do, because there's a reason why he came and told us this. Read it to go my place. Luke chapter 16, verse 16. Yes. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. The law, okay, listen. The law and the prophet were until John. Why the law and the prophet stopped when John came? Because he announced the coming of the Lord. I know, but what I'm saying is that why the, the law and the prophets, all those two things are over. You can even combine them. The law and the prophet are one. We're going to use them as one and say is. It's over. Why? Because the the, the real law and prophet has come. Okay. The Lord. God bless you, Pastor Chad. Please, please, my people, listen. We'll get to all of it and we'll end there. This scriptures will tell you this. He said, the law and the prophet, they were unto John. Because the law and the prophet, they prophesied of who? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. And he's telling us, I am the Lord. I'm here now. And everything that, that has been prophesied concerning me has been fulfilled. That's why he said, the scripture, read me please, Matthew 5, 17. God bless you. Matthew 5, 17. Yes. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. But the law and the prophets, it's over. The Bible told us one thing. Please, everybody understand why the law and the prophet, they stopped. And not here saying, God will not raise a prophet. Please understand me. There is none, none on this earth that God will raise that will come and go contrary to that which Christ have, has already said. The person is a liar, will be a liar. That's what I want everybody to understand. You talk about prophet and prophet and prophet all over. But tell me one prophet that you have seen, those people who call themselves prophets, 
Tell me one of them you have seen that prophesied about eternal life. All of them are talking about eternal things, about this happening, this, 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 and that. The prophets of God, like John the Baptist, came. The first thing he did was, my people, eternal repent. life. Repent, repent. The, time the kingdom of God is at hand. The prophet of God, the only purpose of prophet of God, is to turn people away from their wicked ways and return them back to the truth, which is Jesus Christ. But now he's telling us the truth, the truth you've been searching for is right here, right now. Read me Jeremiah 23, please. From 20 to 20, 22. Jeremiah 23, 20 to 22. The, yes. ang the anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. Mm -hmm. In the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, mm -hmm. then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. That is the main purpose of a prophet or a teacher or a pastor or a priest. That's it. Prepare for the coming of the Lord. Prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. And the Lord came. And that's what he's saying. Right now, the kingdom of God is being preached. I am the kingdom of God. I have brought it down from heaven. Do you now see why grace was defined as what? as the grace of God that came from heaven. That means the grace, the grace, God has sent his grace, which is his only begotten son. Oh Lord, the grace of God has come from heaven to teach us, right? Titus 2, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Titus 2, mm -hmm. 11. Yes, 11. I, just, I just want to know that one. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In other words, in other words, my people, listen to me. God has now come down and appeared to what? To all men. My people, listen to me. I'm not saying that. Look, this is the word of God. It's not my word. So that we don't get confused anymore because we don't seem to understand. The grace of God has now come down from heaven unto human beings, teaching us that denying all this ungodliness is the way to do it. So that's the grace of God that came from heaven. That's why the Bible told us, everybody listen to me, please. When Christ says something, the law and the prophet, they were unto this. Now, the kingdom of God, do you see why he told us? If you look at Luke 17, 20 to 21, he said, Lord, stop worrying about, I have come down. I am here to teach you. I'm here to show you the truth, the way, and the life. As my father sent me, this is the way God made it. I am part of my father. I am my father. I want. But I can tell you this. Stop looking. Go ahead, please. Sorry about that. <laughs> Luke chapter 17, 20 and 21. Yes. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. 
nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed, indeed the kingdom of God, God is within you. The kingdom of God has come here down. Listen to the kingdom of God, Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And because of that, if you do and follow the way he has told you to do, whatever he has told you to do, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. If the kingdom of God is within you, you don't have to look anywhere else because now the kingdom is within you. Why would we say we are born again? The kingdom is within us. And then we are still searching for prophets and all sorts of people to tell us what actually is going to happen. And most of us are not even talking about prophets telling us about what will lead us to eternal life. We are talking about what the prophet is going to tell us, what's going, maybe what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm, I'm very sorry to tell all of us. There's no prophet who's going to tell you what's going to happen to tomorrow. tomorrow. It's only God because his only begotten son said there is only one who can tell us what is going on. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. That's why the Bible also said, Please make sure we note all these things so that we don't get anywhere carried away and then we lose our spot. As when it comes to the because this is one thing I want everybody to understand. When we are all looking at maybe, oh, somebody's gonna tell us this so we can believe. Therefore, we are serving two masters. Somebody may say, How is that true? We are serving two masters. Because the voice you hear is your master's voice. That's why Jesus Christ said, when the Jews were talking about him, he said, oh, no, 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 we don't understand what you're talking about. That. He said this. Read me, please, John 8, 43, 44. John 8, 43 and 44. Yes. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Wow. Go on. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, mm -hmm. for he is a liar and the father of it. He's a liar and the father of it. Don't listen to me. So go, my please read me 47. John chapter 8, verse 47. Yes. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. You see what he's telling people? Because if I say I've had the word of God and I'm still looking for the word of God somewhere else, I have not had the word of God. My people, let's get this thing right. Lord, I have had you, but I'm still waiting and hearing from somewhere else. I have not had him. I'm going to hear strange voices. Because Christ told us, he said, my sheep, they only hear my voice. You see, telling you, those who are mine, they hear my voice. Those who want to look for somewhere else. But the Bible has showed us that Christ is a final stop. The Bible has told us in scripture from Genesis to anything to Revelation, that Christ is the final stop. Don't look anywhere else. There is no other salvation anywhere else. He's the final and final stop. Can you read me, please? John 1, 1 to 3. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Yes, ma'am. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and mm -hmm. the word 
was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Read, read number four, sorry. Verse four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life. My people, in him is life. That's it. You want eternal life? Hold on to him. Only. And don't look anywhere else. Can you read, please? Romans 1. 19 to about 23 or 20. Romans 1, 19 to 23. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For mm -hmm. God has shown it to them. In other words, my people, God, everything that we need to know about God has been made known to us. What are we looking for anymore? What we need to do is to focus on doing what God says we should do so that we can be one with him. Let it be there. That's why for the past two or three weeks now, we've been mentioning here that the only desire, the only desire of one who is born of God is the desire of God. God's only desire, Christ's only desire is to do the will of his father. That's why he said, I only obey all, whatever he has asked me to do, I'll do it always so that I can be in his will. That's all you need to do. Not to hear from this voice or that voice coming from all over. Some of us will be running, wow, did you hear that prophet? They say he, he, he prophesied final. He prophesied final. And for what? What are you prophesying for? But we forget where he told us. We don't have to go there now. But in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, he said, look, people, many of you will come and say, Lord, did we do prophesy? You need to do all sorts of miracles and signs and wonders. And he said, I don't know you. Get away from here. You are all full of iniquity. You shouldn't come to me. So go ahead, please. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, mm -hmm. even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So that because, I would add excuse. Go on. Sorry. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's where we are. That's why some of us, please, please, I'm not talking about this, means, Lord, please open our understanding, everybody in this ministry and those who are listening. He said, he said this, that because they left, the, look at, he said, in Christ, that's all. But we, instead of following and glorifying God by following what Christ had told us to do and be thankful, then our thoughts became very futile. And then, because of that, our heart is darkened. We're waiting for somebody else to come from somewhere telling us that, oh, prophets have said that, prophets have said that, prophets have said that. I wonder. And then, you, you find out that all those things, nothing works because those are prophets of life. And we cannot really ever allow ourselves to be deceived anywhere in any moment. Otherwise, we don't have to be, but there's something that happened. When we're in, King, in the Old Testament, 1 King, Kings 22, you, you, if we go from 13 to 23, you can see exactly what happened there. You know, Ahab, Ahab the king, 
had a visitor, the king of Judah, Joseph asked, and he came and said, then I have asked him, will you go to war with me? He said, oh yeah, I will go to war with you. But before I would go, please let us consult a prophet. I have, to, I have many of them. I have so many of them. He goes there and drags about 400 of them, and 400 came and said, oh king, you will live forever. Go to war. You are going to return and be successful. And Joseph said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh -huh. Is there a prophet of God that we can, just one, just one can ask. He said, oh yeah, that, that man, Mikhail, his name, we don't even know, but that man hates me so much because he never prophesied anything good. I want to hear. You know the itching ear? Itching ear. He wants to hear what he wants to hear, not what God wants to tell him. So, of course, he sent messengers, and messengers went over there. And the prophet of God, I said, well, prophet, listen to me. When you get over there, all the prophets have been prophesying one thing and say it will be good, it's well with the king. If you got there, if you will get, please make sure you say the same thing. And the guy said, oh, no, as long as God lives, whatever God puts in my mouth, so you want us to go down there? Let's let's go to first king 22. What is from where I start? I, I stopped, maybe like from uh 10 or first kings 22 from verse 10. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I covered all this places. Okay. And all the okay, 12. Go from 12. Okay, from verse 12. First Kings yes. chapter 22 from verse 12. Yes. And all the prophets prophesied, and, and all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. And Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. Then he came to the king, and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall we refrain? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. So the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you will tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Then Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, 
you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster upon you. Let's stop right there. The Lord has put a lying spirit on the mouth of the prophets. Because in what actually you have right now, you cannot tell me that this generation touches of feel good, prosperity, money, 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 force ritualistic liberation and deliverance, motivational speech, whatever it is. I don't know how you motivate a dead person who's, who's dead. Die by fire. Holy Ghost fire, my enemy died. And you expect a prophet of God springing out from there is not possible. You will get people who have only lies in their mouth. My people, I'm not saying you should come to me or come to anybody else. I'm saying look up to Christ. Follow Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Whatever he said there. That's why he has told us, I am the only way. I don't know how many times, whether we ignore what Christ is saying, and yet we call ourselves Christians. A Christian is supposed to be a staunch follower of Jesus Christ. And a follower of Christ is the one who does what he said. And Christ has told us, there is no other you should ever look. No other will come. I am the one that you should expect. And Hebrews told us that, yes, can you please read me Hebrews 1, 1 to 4, please. Hebrews 1, 1 to 4. Yes. God, who at, at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, mm -hmm. has these last days spoken to us by his son, whom yes. he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. All that had to do with God has now been brought forward. Christ came. Because Christ actually was an embodiment, the fulfillment of law and the prophet. Now, before we go any further, what then was the purpose? In fact, there is nothing that the Bible did not try to, to explain things unto us. I don't know why. He lost us so much. He does not want us to. Since Christ came, the scripture, the Bible made sure that nobody should be confused. Unless somebody who wants to take his eyes off Christ, then he's going to be confused. When somebody does that, he tells us in all things that this is the way my father has made it. And that's the way it's going to be. So you have right now, when Christ was saying that, do you know, do you understand one thing? When we have Luke 16, 16, the law and the prophet, they were unto them. Then the question you should ask yourself is that, then what was 
the purpose of the law and prophets. Right? What was that? But the Bible also answered it for us. So that we're not in darkness. Can you please read Galatians 3, 19, and then 23 to 25? I just want us to take it from there. Galatians 3, 19, then 23 to 25. Yes. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to mm. whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Mm. 23 to 25. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, mm -hmm. we are no longer under a tutor. We are no longer under a tutor. Once Christ had come, we are no longer under a tutor because it has come to fulfill everything that the Father has sent him for. And that's why he says, there is no other. Read, please, John 16, 6. John 16, verse 6. Yeah, you can even read it from 6 to 10. Okay. John 16, no, John 14, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. About that. John 14, 6 to 10. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I if pray everybody to put, sorry, Daniel, I pray everybody to put a very big period there. Please, everyone, put a period there. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one. That is nothing, don't look anywhere. Don't even try. No one comes to the Father, except through me, period. Unless we don't believe that, then we don't believe in Christ. If you follow that, you will not be misled by anybody with all sorts of philosophy and psychology and every you know, magical art and so on, blah, 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 blah. Some of them, when they touch you, you fall down. Okay, you fall down, like I said. You can fall down there until the kingdom comes. You're going to go to hell if you don't wake up and begin to obey and follow the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord has explained it to us, and he made it abundantly and perfectly clear with his coming. He loudly told us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And everything else, forget about it. This is it now. I am the Lord. In the old, we are told this. But I am telling you, because I am the one with my father, we are one. Go on, please. Sorry about that. Mm. Verse 7. If, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And mm -hmm. from now on, you know him and have seen him. So how many of us actually know him? If we still worry about this, the prophet's going to tell us this and tell us that. How many of us know him and how many of us know the father? That's the problem right here. So let us, you see, that's why he told... Even he was telling Philip, so I have been with you for this long. I've been teaching you. I've been talking to you. You see me, the father in me, but yet you have problem. Go on. Verse 8, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father, 
and it is sufficient for us. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does the works. The father does the work. I am the, the final stop. I came down to ensure that confusion is eliminated. Distraction is eliminated. I'm speaking plainly and truthfully to everyone. And we don't have to worry. That's why I sent it. As for Apostle Paul, you look at there at 11 to 12, there is no other salvation anywhere unless you're not only after salvation. That's why I said, let our desire be one desire. When you have more than that, you begin to have problems. The desire we should have is to make an eternal life, to please God every second, every moment. Let the rest be our God to do whatever he wants to do. Because he told us the same thing and the truth. He says, seek forth the kingdom and the righteousness. That's all you're supposed to do. Do it. All other things I shall add unto you. But to, even to make this, this clearer and to reveal this mystery, you look at Christ, what he said, and everybody, I'm sure, that, I'm sure you have asked yourself that question. What did he say? Because in Luke 16, 16, he said, the law and the prophet, they were before John. And they, we have dealt with that. But he came back and threw a bomb. He threw a bomb and told us that all that were before him, they were all thieves. Read John, read John 10, 7 to 9. John chapter 10, verses 7 to 9. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Amen? Amen. So, all that came, ever came before me were thieves and robbers. What was Christ talking about? What was he saying? Christ told us, all that came, ever came before me, they were all thieves and robbers. All those who came before him that did not point to him? No, no. Pastor, you are, you are close there. But he said, oh, that came before me. Christ was not telling us that those prophets, they were all robbers. The emphasis is so serious. He started by saying one thing. I am the only door. Mm -hmm. So no matter whatever happens before, that's not, I have come. I am the final stop. My people, listen to me. And my question I was asking myself is this. If all ever came before Christ, we are thieves and robbers. Then tell me, what, what would you, how would you classify the, this present generation, gener, listen, uh, generation churches right now? That are all after money. That are after fulfilled good and fulfilled doctrine. 
motivating people, let them dance. And then after that, they turn back and there's nothing in their pocket and they give out whatever they have and nothing happened nowhere. The present deceivers that are now, if those ones who came up, who were before him, were all thieves. It's not saying that they're thieves. They, they came here to destroy. They're trying to tell you one thing, to emphasize, I am the door. If you have not listened to anybody, listen to me, because you have to listen to my voice. I am the salvation. I came from my father, and I and my father are one. So forget about every other person. If we are Moses or whatever you are, Abraham, whatever it is, the greater than Abraham is here now. Greater than Moses is here now. If you have not listened before, this is it. That's what Christ is telling us there. So please, my people, we, we should have over totally outgrown this kind of nonsense anymore. For anyone in this ministry or hearing this message to still worry about prophets and this and that coming from here and people telling you this, you got a problem. It needs to go. Because there's nothing anybody can tell you that's greater than Jesus Christ. And whenever you hear anything from my mouth that is inconsistent with the word of Christ, then turn away from me. I'm a false teacher and I'm an antichrist. So that's all I'm trying to let everyone know. Please, let us make sure that we put our eyes. So it's so wonderful when you can say, all those who are before me, they're all thieves and robbers. He's not saying that they are thieves and robbers. He's telling you one thing. The focus now, that's it. God has sent his final sacrifice unto us that we should not be misled anymore. So that's what I'm here for, please. Question comes, every one of us, we now know where it is. If the sign is pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us make every effort to obey and to keep everything he has told us to, to follow. And it shall be well with us. And don't let in any more any confusion or misleading voices because that can always destroy. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.